Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> It's good to see you again in this、uh, early hour. So nice. Look, I'm drinking coffee. Ah, nice. I am not drinking coffee. I'm just drinking water. Okay, well, but still, <laughs> it's healthy. That doesn't do it for me, though.、Uh, yeah, who doesn't love early morning layout? Right? It's it's good. It's good energy. You can hear some construction outside my house. That happens during the day, also. So it's、uh, feels more alive. <laughs> also, this mug. Could you describe the mug? <laughs> so it's a white mug with an Apple logo on it. <laughs> yeah, and、go. it looks like a like a fancy. A fancy designer mug. Oh, okay, interesting. So I got this mug the the one time I visited Cupertino, like a Apple campus, one infinite loop, not the new one, the OG one.、Mm-hmm. And I got the one piece of like swag. I, I bought a mug and a T shirt, I think.、Mm. And that was it. It was a nice mug, and I like it.、Nice. I don't try to use it a lot because I don't want to feed the trolls who call me Apple fanboy. You know, I don't want to feed the stereotype. But you know, it's a nice mug. I like it. And、um, is that a Hasami one? Yes. Ah. <laughs> so, like coincidence, but recently I got really into Hasami porcelain、uh, and their whole like porcelain design system, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I realized after being all in on Hasami that this mug is indeed Hasami,、uh, which means that it does fit with all my like. Design system porcelain, <laughs> like all the like all the little、uh, coasters and all the little like wooden base,、uh, which is really nice, and all the little like、uh, little small bowls can use can be used as a lid and all that. It's it's nice. It's part of the porcelain extended universe. <laughs> <laughs> Show title, <laughs> yes, indeed. Anyway,、uh, good to see you. What、uh, what 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 are we talking about today? What's happening? Oh well, I was gonna say it's snowing right now in Montreal. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, just a thing. Our first snow of the year. Congrats!、So. And there you go. Winter is here. It's among us. Feels nice and cozy. How cold is it? It's、uh, currently minus one degrees. <laughs>、um, so damn. Yeah, it's not that bad. It really. I mean, that's one of the things that I sort of realized over the years. People that are not from here. Just always complain about the weather and temperature here.、Mm-hmm. People that are from here will just always complain about the temperature <laughs> from here. But like, really, if you're you live somewhere warm, like when it gets cold, you, whatever your version of cold, it's the same thing here. <laughs> like you just dress differently, right? So cold is cold is cold. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like it's the same. <laughs> Like if you're, I don't know, if you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt in summer, and like one day it gets really cold at night, like it's the same experience of coldness.、Um, it's just that here we're wearing a huge sweater and a winter jacket, and we're still feeling cold <laughs> outside, obviously, but inside. And you can't really be outside. No, you can't. And sometimes you can't like drive or something. I don't know. I've seen the viral videos. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's never happened again. But、uh, yeah, I mean,、uh-huh. for the most part, I would say the city and as a province, as a people, we're we're used to this. We're like snow. Yes, we got it. Like we're ready. You know. Yeah. The weather、uh, builds character. Does you know? It does. It really does. <laughs> Here,、uh, I think、uh, Europe hasn't got the memo that like you know it, it's cold weather season because it's still. 
Like right now, it's twelve degrees. It's fine. Actually, this week's a bit colder. Like it was like sixteen last week.、Hmm. No rain. No. It's still pretty mild for November, but um. We'll get there. We'll get. We'll get to the snow. Actually, I doubt that we'll have snow this year. But all right, I hope it continues that way. <laughs>、uh, we're spending Christmas here、uh, this year, and then we're also having some family over, like right after Christmas, for like a week、mm-hmm. between Christmas and we're gonna we're gonna do like a Christmas do over. Like we'll have a second Christmas with everyone here. Nice. And、uh, our family, like they've never spent Christmas really anywhere outside of Portugal. So part of me wish that it would snow for that like true. You know the Christmas experience、uh, yeah. of like ooh snowing outside and it's warm inside and like that that coziness that comes with it, but、uh, I don't think that's happening. Doesn't look like it's happening.、Mm-hmm. Still pretty warm. Well, we'll see. Still some time to go. We'll see. <laughs> What a difference that two weeks makes. <laughs> don't you think? Keep your hopes up.、Uh, oh yeah,、uh, we're not talking about the weather now, right? <laughs> no. So、uh, yeah, it, it was interesting editing the show last week. Listening back, because that was like a couple days into it,、uh, it was already pretty bad. But I think there was still enough room to fill with some optimism, maybe. And I think there's not enough room anymore for that. I think we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sucked out of the air of all the. That's quite the understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So much so that we ended up. So just for context, we usually record on Wednesdays and then we post on Fridays. And so in between Wednesday and Friday, so much has changed that we were like, you know what? We should probably add a little disclaimer on top. We don't know when people are going to listen to this. Most people listen when we post it on Friday or Saturday, but but not everyone. So it, it was interesting that it warrant a little disclaimer. Like this is ongoing. It's different. We probably feel differently. Towards the situation, I was a bit more negative than you, but I think right now we probably like leveled out. <laughs> We're probably both on like this is awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean not to like try to wreck on my previous opinion, but it was like more like, hey, we'll see. <laughs>、uh, see how this goes. You know, we saw. We've seen how it went. <laughs> it went horribly in every possible way you can imagine. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more hope to be had anymore. Like this is just a complete and utter disaster. I have no hope, no faith whatsoever <laughs> that this Twitter administration can can do anything good. To be honest, like they've just done everything.、Yeah. It's like what's the quote? Like the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. <laughs> like <laughs> the way they've done every single piece of this. It's like on face value. Twitter doing layoffs, not a crazy idea, right? Like,、yeah. also given you know, you see you know all tech companies sort of doing going through the same. I think in the same week or so, we've seen Facebook, we've seen Lyft, we've seen like so many different companies. So not the craziest idea. The way it was executed is just like the worst possible way. If you ha- have to stay, like you're in a situation where you have to stay, totally get it. But look, just know that. This is not a healthy environment for you to exist. Like, if there's any way for you to get out of this mess, like I would encourage you to take it. Understand that not everyone can. That's totally cool, and I don't think we should look at people that may be staying under a negative light or anything like that. That's not their fault. They're not the ones creating this total chaos. But like, boy, if at all you can, like. 
you don't have to stick around. <laughs> I think we, we all care so much about the work that we do in the teams that we work with. But like, I don't know if you've seen like even today, there's like a memo where it's like, hey, um, like everyone's going to have to like, work a lot more than usual and like you have to, to like be hardcore check this checkbox to say yes if you're gonna like commit to be hardcore or whatever like that's just yeah that's just terrible like in every way like that's not normal that's like their way of essentially forcing people into overworking themselves like that's just awful like you don't want that like don't be a hero here and be like the kind of person which i think some of us are and, and like I've been that person at times of like hey like let's just take one let's take one for a team like we're in this together you know like let's bond together it's like don't forget that this is a corporation and do you think this corporation care that much about you like I don't think so so yeah it's bad and also even if you're willing to go through a lot of shit to for like quote greater good but in this case, like I think, looking at the evidence so far, there's no greater good. Like this is not gonna <laughs> go well. Like there's no reward, at, you know, at the end of the, this tunnel. Like it's, it's just gonna be shit all the way down. <laughs> I think it's just awfulness. So yeah, it's been interesting how I've been feeling about this in the sense that, like, I've been in a way mourning Twitter, like the what the service provides and what it meant like i've i signed up i think 2008 or 2009 which was around the time that I also got into tech mm-hmm. you know and went to college and all that and so pretty much all of my experience living through this like tech industry and this my world right now twitter has been a constant and so now like feeling like it's gonna go away and really it's not gonna be replaced by anything not in the short term even if like mastodon or like a twitter clone or whatever it's not going to be the same. Like you just can't port the same connections, the same audience, just around platform. That's that never happens. So you know, it's it's sad. I'm sad. Right, this whole thing is very sad. <laughs> and ultimately, it's like uh, I think just one day last week, I I purposely stayed away from Twitter that day. Like I'm not going to check Twitter. It's bad. Like this is try to stay away. And so the whole day, just like not being, because like Twitter for me is the internet. Like that's that's how I get news content. Just like that's the thing I check. And so not having that, I felt so disconnected and like removed, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> from the world that it felt very weird. And so I'm just, uh, yeah, again, mourning it, and I'm feeling sad, and I'm letting myself feel sad. It's okay, but it's it's sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting to think about. Like, will Twitter go away? Like, I don't know. I mean, what it looks like, like I, I've been seeing threads of people saying like, a bunch of parts of Twitter are broken, <laughs> are just breaking. Yeah. Uh, and there's not really anyone who either knows how to fix it, can fix it, is in a place to fix it. Heck, they even like locked their entire GitHub <laughs> apparently uh, a couple of days ago. But um, yeah, so it, it's possible for Twitter to stop working, essentially, <laughs> at least temporarily. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know that, again, I might, in the next two weeks, I, I'll probably, like, go back <laughs> and regret everything that's I'm like, it's not going to go away, right? Like, they're not, like, they're not going to pull the plug, aren't they? <laughs> like, it's not, I don't, right? Like, that's not a thing that 
can happen, can it? <laughs> I mean, I guess it could, like anything could happen, but it seems like it's maybe more of like a slow descent kind of thing. Is that like John Gruber thing? Like how do companies go under uh, very slowly then quickly? I don't know. It seems like we're still in the slow part, uh, but as a company, I think they're going downhill very quickly. But on the other hand, I'm like, so Twitter, what makes Twitter unique is the network, like the people that are there. Right. If Twitter were to completely go away, I think there's a fair chance that something else would come along and fill that need. Like even for all of the annoyingness that is the like Mastodon servers and and every, all of that, like I think that people would eventually like centralize back to a place. It's like, hey, we're all folks who like this kind of social media. We're gonna find a place that works for us. I think we're in for a rough couple of years to shake that out and figure out what is the winner, even within Mastodon with their like various servers and all that like complicated mess. So I think there's a couple of years that might be rough, but I at least I have the hope that at least for some of our tech circles, we'll be able to find a place where essentially it seems like everyone's migrated over to that. But I think that's only really going to happen if Twitter completely goes away. Like if Twitter still continues to exist and just gets progressively worse, I think it'll be much harder to get people to like do a full migration. So yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting. The other thing, I mean, on the other hand, if Twitter does completely go away, how do you even tell people where you're, <laughs> where you're at? It's like that, that would be yeah. a way to let people know. <laughs> So it's like maybe we need to start building those bridges right now. Like I've seen people start posting about their their other accounts or their uh, newsletters or stuff like that. But yeah, it's interesting. I'm uh, at Rafael Mastodon Design. I'm there. I'm hanging out. Nice. It seems like everyone's moving to social. Are you? Have you looked into this? Social is a big one, but because of that, it's probably not. I wouldn't recommend you do the social because their servers are constantly getting hammered and slowed down or whatever. Mm. So I would probably suggest you go to a smaller uh, server the our dot design server is uh, currently like we stopped uh, accepting new registrations because again our servers were also getting hammered <laughs> so yeah it doesn't really matter though whatever but social is the big one it's like the default one mm. can you follow people from another server yeah oh i see okay so it's acceptable yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah anyway so maybe now's the time to sign up for these things, like start posting about these things so we can build a build a backup. I'm not extremely interested in like posting things in both places. Like it just seems like an extra layer of, of management that I don't really care for. But yeah, like if Twitter does go away, which seems like more and more of a possibility, uh, maybe we should start we should start building a, a replacement for us. Should we create a layout account on Mastodon? <laughs> That's the question. Well, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. It's it's not fun right now. It's like Elon is the main character on Twitter, but like for weeks and weeks, and I'm kind of, I'm done with this season. You know, I'm, I'm bored. <laughs> I need to, I'm ready for the new the new season. I also have a little bit of follow-up real quick. We talked about Rewind, Rewind.ai, the, the tool. So just a quick refresher. It's this Mac app that is constantly recording your screen so that you can summon the app and like search through whatever like in the past things you've you know looked at 
the search for text and go back to whatever. Just again, like rewind and see everything you've been doing on your laptop. I got in like the early access thing. Oh, cool. Got access to it. I installed it. I've been running it for, it was shortly after we posted last week's episode or, you know, last episode. So a couple of weeks now. And, uh, I was, I was worried that it was only doing OCR, like looking for text on screen. And we even commented, like, they say you can go back to like a web page you saw, but like, how would they know the URL if the URL is not, is truncated or like hidden in the address bar or whatever? I don't know exactly how they're doing it, but you can still do that. So if you search for something that, let's say, you saw on a web page, you select that, and then there's a little button that says open in Safari, and I can open that web page. So that works. I haven't looked into disk space, but uh, performance doesn't seem to be affected. Battery life, I haven't felt it, but I also mostly I mostly use my laptop plugged in, so I also wouldn't really know. Right. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It's nice. There's there's still some bugs, and like it's still so. For example, like when you scroll through the timeline, when like you when you had your computer like asleep or shut down or whatever, you still have to scroll through that time, right? <laughs> Just to go back. <laughs> So just scroll through, you know, hours, but it's uh, it's all right, and it's been uh, useful so far. Like to go back, because right now I'm constantly on Xcode, so like I wanted to search for like what's that one method or like that one value or that one variable name that I kind of forgot, and I haven't really. I would just use a clipboard for that, but now I go back in time to just use the app, and like I could see my Xcode like throughout <laughs> time, like everything i've done right uh, i kind of wish there was a way to like screen record this so that i could get like a time lapse or something mm-hmm. but yeah it's promising it's been it's been nice nice so you found the value that they they've been promising of just like there is a thing that you remember i've seen this and i want to go back and, and get it i haven't really had that moment okay <laughs> but it's more it, it's like backups like you have to leave it running like if i only use this when i find myself in that place like oh i i wish i could find that thing then it's too late because it needs to be running so it's like i have it open and i'm just trying to get used to the fact that this exists it's a thing i can use but it yeah it takes a while so it's i'm not there yet uh like if i had to pay for it right now i don't think i would Mm. but it's also still very early so yeah and their onboarding was nice i took a couple screenshots for to take notes that's nice yeah, that, that's exciting. I mean, I know for a fact that I would probably not be able to run this on my work computer, which I do most of my time at. Mm. Uh, and so there's probably a limited utility for my personal computers because it would basically just be recordings of this podcast, <laughs> basically. Um, but uh, yeah, that sounds really interesting. And yeah, I can't wait to see where they go with it. Cool. I wanted to ask you if you had any updates, breakthroughs on your camera journey research. Oh, yes. And it's one heck of a journey. Uh, so listeners will, will remember, I uh, went on a trip to Portugal and that kind of convinced me, I sort of want to have a camera like, other than my phone. Uh, and some of the main reasons were that like, when you're taking a lot of pictures, you're just destroying the battery on your phone. And also, it's not the most convenient to like have to take this thing out of your pocket, like slide to get the thing. Like It's just like a bit fiddly. And also, I love photography. Like, Shouldn't I have a nice camera that I like? <laughs> it seems like yes. It seems like I should. There it is. <sighs> So the question is, which one? Like, what should I get? <laughs> and I know that the bigger the size, 
the less likely I'm going to use it. Yeah, it's a delicate balance. Yeah, it's this constant dilemma. And so what I've been doing is that I've been obsessively researching cameras, like obsessively, like every possible waking moment where I'm not recording this show or working. It's basically it's by watching like I've watched probably hours and hours of YouTube videos and reviews <laughs> on like almost every possible camera every lens every combination like every like you know some videos are like should you get this one or this one and obviously everyone has a different opinion i'm like every time i find another one i'm like maybe this one will give me the key insight that i <laughs> that i'm missing <laughs> and at this point i feel like i, I am no closer to having found something <laughs> oh no <laughs> that, that would be the perfect camera for me went through sort of like figuring out what technically would be the ideal camera f- for me on like the Sony side. And I think that's, that would be the a seven four. That would be ideal for me. I'm really, really interested in the 50 millimeter sort of full frame focal range as like a prime for like a prime lens. I don't know. I'm really interested in this idea. Like that's effectively the two X camera on the phone, mm. that field of view. And that's, I I basically want to take all my pictures in that field of view, I find, usually. So I've never had really that focal length. So that sounds really interesting. The problem is, if I go that route on the Sony side, I essentially have a DSLR. Like, basically that size camera. So now I've been looking also at Fuji, which has some s- smaller options, but it's not full frame. And the lens selection seems not the best. And that's that's actually like one thing that I've also come to realize is it's all about the lens. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all about the lenses. And so many of these companies, Sony, I would say, is doing a little bit better. But from Fuji, you look at a lot of the, the lenses and it's like, oh, yeah, this lens is 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to buy today a lens that is 10 years old. Age is just a number, Kevin. I mean, I get that they're not like a computer, but there's still there's still like motors in there, like camera techs evolved a ton in the last ten years. I just find that often when when looking through these cameras, that a lot of them just have just seemingly outdated lenses for these things. So mm. yeah, it's not I find that it's not easy. Like I haven't found what my really my ideal camera setup is i am thoroughly enjoying the research process though and it's been really fun to like think about different cameras and not having to carry them um so we'll see i'll keep you all updated on this journey and also to answer the question that you're probably gonna ask i don't think leica the leica's for me like i can't (laughs) deal with this focal length like it's just not something that i can that i can do um and so if it had a different focal length then i would probably consider it much more seriously it's beautiful in every aspect i want it i just can't deal with the focal length that it has so you can get the m series if you're okay with a uh, manual focus <laughs> yeah like oh and it's just manual focus yeah forget about that <laughs> i just sent you this this they announced this yesterday there's a leica q2 with a hodinky special edition called the ghost series ah. and it's absolutely stunning it looks incredible. So yeah, but I, I, you know, I don't want to tease you any further. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I'm uh, just saying. I'm just saying. You, Leica has other cameras. I don't know. But yeah, all good. 
All good. Uh, good luck in the the research journey. Still, uh, there's no there's no rush. I think uh, you know maybe before your next trip. Which <gasps> wait, it's coming soon. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's coming real soon. So. <laughs> So no rush. You have a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Can't you rent a camera for a trip, for example? I think you could. The problem is my next trip is going to be a month long. Well, and I think that's probably going to be pretty expensive to rent a camera for yeah. an entire month. <laughs> Fair enough. I should realistically buy something. Oh, one thing, which is another option, which I'm sure you're going to try to discourage me from. But like, I've actually been like, this is technically crazy on paper, but... It might actually be the smartest, like, galaxy brain move. Okay, let's hear it. So it's not like I don't have a camera. I have a camera. It's a very old camera. It's a micro four-thirds, so not even APS-C, not even full frame. It's just a micro four-thirds. It's the Olympus OMD EM10 Mark II. There is a 50 millimeter lens equivalent, essentially, that I could get from this camera. Like, this camera is tiny. Like, mm -hmm. it's really small. It's like as small as you could possibly imagine. Like I ha haven't seen in all of the cameras that I've looked at, no other camera is this small. So an option is I could just get a new lens for this camera. And I, I checked on, you know, resale for like $150 essentially, and then just do that and just keep using this camera for a little while until I find something that would be perfect for me. That sounds reasonable, especially if you feel like you are being forced to pick a camera. Like, there's no camera that you feel like it's right and it, it checks all the boxes. So don't rush into it. Like, you don't have to. And so that feels like it could buy you more time. And also see if you like that focal length. Like, you know, is that the type of lens you, you like using? So, yeah. And if you, again, if you said it's just a couple hundred bucks, that sounds right. Sounds like a good idea. At least for this next trip, right? Like for now. Yeah, we'll see. So I do still want to try a couple more cameras because it would also be nice to get to play with my new toy <laughs> on this trip. Um, yeah. So if I can find something that I like and that feels good enough and that I'm going to be willing to, to carry around, then I think I would prefer to do that. But even made me think, like, maybe I should just get it right now and not even worry about it and just say hey you know what this is essentially a research <laughs> research cost um of acquiring a new camera and yeah. i'll just have it you know it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things and yeah it'll make for easier comparisons so i don't know i may do that uh regardless of what i do but yeah we'll see <laughs> I'm just excited to see pictures from a camera camera from Kevin Clark on one of your trips. Yeah, same. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while. Not that your iPhone pictures don't look stunning. They do, but you know. Cool. Uh there's also something to be said about uh, iPhone photos is that they're very samesies. Like it they look like a lot of other pictures, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even just with focal lengths, like, you know, there's something about it. And sometimes you do see a picture and you're like, whoa, this looks different. It's just, yeah, because it's a different focal lens, it's a different lens. Yeah. It just, but just by itself alone, it looks interesting and different and new. Yeah, the color rendering, the, the iPhone is a bit on the over-processed side of things. And so that's... Yeah, especially this year. Yeah, that's not great. On the other hand, the iPhone has such a great overall quality, I would say. I can get... a camera that's what like three four times the thickness of it and still somewhat produce results that are 
within a similar ballpark. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy to me that there's seemingly n- not really a lot of good options that are sort of an iPhone plus, <laughs> essentially, like use all of the processing tricks that something like an iPhone uses and has good optics. It's like, no, like if you really want that, then you need like a big honking camera. Oh, do you? eye camera phone <laughs> basically yeah so i don't know still remains a, a challenge but i'll keep you all updated we are sponsored this week once again by hypermatic hypermatic designs figma plugins and automations that turn your team into a team of superhumans. Uh, and they help you automate some of the most tedious tasks and their plugins are absolutely incredible. Uh, there's two of them that I want to tell you more about, but they have a whole bunch. I really highly recommend going to their website at hypermatic.com. They have a whole host of plugins that will really enhance your workflows. Today, I want to talk to you about Tiny Image. So Tiny Image is this really amazing plugin that you can use with Figma to automatically compress images and reduce file sizes uh, for up to 95%. And so if you're making something for the web, this is so useful because you don't want people to download super large images and have slow download speeds. So instead of having to export images from Figma and then re-import them into a separate tool and then go back and forth, you don't want to do that. With Tiny Image, you can do it all right inside of Figma and it's going to save your users on a lot of bandwidth. It's going to allow them to load your website as fast as possible and it won't disrupt your workflow. It's an amazing plugin, so useful. I don't know how people uh, used to live without having this plugin, especially if you're working on the web. This is super useful. The second plugin that I want to talk to you about is this plugin called CopyDoc. So CopyDoc lets you easily export, import, localize, and update text in Figma. So if you're working on on an app and you need um, to have it translated or you need to work with someone uh, who's not super familiar with design on some of the content, well, what you can do is create your designs and then use the plugin and it allows you to export your files uh, in Excel format, CSV format, JSON. You can even export your entire frames to like a Word document, an Excel document, an EPUB, or even a PDF. So you can do all sorts of things with your artboards and it allows you to work with copywriters way more easily. And I think this is super useful for if you want to do try things like uh, localizing some of your interfaces. You know, we often talk on the show about how important it is for designers to really be thinking about things like internationalization at the time that they're designing. And so this allows you to, to do that. So you can export all of your strings and re-import the translations back into your, into your Figma and really see how your translations are going to work. This is a great plugin. Highly recommend it for your workflow. Uh, all of their plugins have free trials, so you can give them a shot. Um, and once you try them, you'll see how much of a difference they make to your workflow. So our thanks to Hypermatic for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. And go check them out at hypermatic.com. You're not going to regret it. 
Hey, I wanted to just talk a little bit briefly about Hand Mirror. I have a status update for our listeners. Recently, I took some time off work to really focus on this on Hand Mirror for a bit because I've been, you know, just procrastinating and sitting on this big update for years now. It's crazy that I've released Hand Mirror like two years ago, two and a half. And so I want to take some time and like focus on this and really build this next version. So I've been, for the past couple of weeks, I've been working like, quote, full time as an indie dev, just like focusing on this one project. And it's been so much fun. Like I've been waking up at 6 a.m. and I work until like 10 and then oh, I take a break, spend a day with my son and then come back at four and then work until like six, seven. So I still have like normal night with my partner and stuff so anyway it's been really nice and i thought like the amount of time that i put in any of my side projects because it, they're side projects and i do them like on the weekends or like to spare hours here and there if i were to count the total amount of hours that i put let's say in version one of hand mirror i don't know it would be equivalent of like a week full-time work you know right and right now i'm like already a couple weeks in in it's like not even enough time. I thought, well, if I'm going to work on this full time, I'll be able to do so much. And I can do so much, but it's not just the output is just not like progress. It's also like thoughtfulness, quality of code, refactoring, like just doing better, not more. Mm-hmm. And because I really needed to do better. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> The code was so messy. Still is, but Jesus, what a difference. Um, so yeah, it's been really, really, really fun. I use Twitter as like my stand-up call. So every morning or every other day, I just post updates. I have a long-running thread of like stuff I've been doing on, on the thing. And uh, yeah, I at some point, this is probably a bit still too premature to, to talk about this on the show, but I have a lot of ideas around pricing and around just like launch strategies and stuff like that mm. <laughs> that i was to talk to you about so maybe we can save that for another show but yeah pricing has been really really interesting and i i've been going back and forth on it a lot um but what i can say now is that the, the plan is to eight dollars a month definitely not no like the plan is to like the app will still be free and what the app is today which is effectively you click the icon and you get a little view of your camera mm-hmm. that is untouchable that i i'm not going to change that i'm not going to add stuff to it it's that that is what it is and it's still free forever it's just all the other features that either i want to build or i've had requests to build all this extra stuff I'm going to bundle it up with, you know, in like a, a in-app purchase to unlock all of that. We can talk about price later, but like, that's the goal. So I like that. Um, yeah. I thought, honestly, I thought it I was going to take like two weeks, three. From where I'm standing now, like I still need at least three, four more weeks. So I don't know where this is going. <laughs> but like, you know, it's taking longer than I thought it would. But I'm making progress and it's it's moving. So right now my target release date is before the holidays. <laughs> Cause also like the app store kinda like closes down for the holidays kinda. Uh, right. I wanna make sure I, I make that deadline. And also I wanna make sure I I'm there for the holidays because it's always a big you know, it's always a good time for downloads and stuff because people get their new Macs and, and for Christmas and they download a bunch of apps. So and yesterday, Apple did feature Hand Mirror. Like right now, if you go to the Mac App Store, at least in the US, if you just scroll a little bit, like there it is, Hand Mirror is there. It's the first time it's like 
visible on the front page, which has helped also with downloads. I hope I didn't like waste my one feature like <laughs> before the update, but <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. So nah, you'll you'll get another one after after the update. Yeah, well, I hope so. I'll we'll see. But I'm really grateful. And and again, Henmir has always been like a nice project that makes me happy. I'm I'm happy that I have it and that I can work on it. So yeah, just a little update. So so far, you know. Follow me on Twitter and or on Mastodon. I've been posting a bunch of little like Easter eggs and stuff that I'm building as I go. And I think the biggest reason why it's taking me way longer than I thought it was is just because I need... Well, it's twofold. One, the only really like piece of UI, aside from like the main camera view, is the settings. And right now I'm going to have an in-app purchase and a bunch of other features and a bunch of like toggles and stuff. Uh, so I needed to, that's like the meaty UI bit is that settings screen. And right now the state of settings on <laughs> macOS is not great. Like I don't have a lot to lean on because Apple is all over the place and it's going in a direction that I don't particularly like. Yeah. So it's been like that. Like how do I design this without... Like I want it to feel native and feel in place with the platform, but I also don't really want to go all in in this new style because I don't think it's great. I also think Apple doesn't really know what that style is yet. And right now we're in the middle of Ventura. Like the system settings has a, a whole new look, but every other settings, every other app settings still look like the old settings. So it's, it's, you have both. So it's that. And second is like SwiftUI is really not helping. Because 50Y state on macOS is not great. Mm. And a lot of the things I actually want to use, it's Ventura only. And I don't want to require Ventura with this update. So, like, the past two days, I've just been writing my own implementation of, like, native 50Y things. Okay. Like a little, like, labeled content wrapper. You know, to have the the weird align like settings thing if you go to like any uh where they're center aligned yeah the labels are right aligned but the content is left aligned it was, it's weird so i've been writing like my own implementation of that so are you writing this in AppKit? no swift ui writing my own extensions and oh, my own I see. views for that okay. um all the AppKit stuff for me, is around uh, mostly around camera management mm-hmm. and anything related to the menu bar because whoa, menu bar. <laughs> so yeah, it's still Swift UI, but yeah, all, like, I, I wrote my own toolbar because I wanted to have like my own little like view, views. I want to add like sparkles and callouts to like new stuff in the toolbar. <laughs> I saw that. And then I also I wrote my own sidebar because <laughs> like I wanted to use native sidebar, but the native sidebar. I have to use the transparency thing, which mm-hmm. didn't really feel like it. It didn't feel right. And I could not change the background of a list in the sidebar, like in the navigation view, Swift UI thing. Hmm. Uh, it always have like this weird background. <laughs> okay. Oh, and I'm writing like a bunch of custom controls. So for example, I want to have a little selector between like window or popover. And I, mm-hmm. I want my own custom UI or like, I have this one selector to pick in your screen, like where in the screen you want the window to appear, like, you know, top left or mm-hmm. top right or something. And so I built my own little custom selector, which just like mimics your computer display. Nice. Are you able to get the wallpaper? No, right? Oh, uh, no. Do you remember Syracuse's thing about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 
that's what came to my mind. My God, I looked into it. Like, I mean, you can, but I would have to re- ask for permission to read your file system. Oh, read like, the file system. You know, system. when like app so and so needs access to the downloads folder, or in this case, to the system folder. Like, and that's scary and feels like yeah, just that's that's no good. not great. So far, what I'm doing is. I am using the default wallpaper for macOS version. So if you're on Ventura, mm-hmm. I'll have the Ventura wallpaper. If you're on Monterey, I'll do Monterey. And I also have the dark mode and light mode thing. Okay, that is equally cool. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, that's very nice. It's been it's been super awesome to see you share that progress um, as you go along. And I mean, what you're doing is something that I've never done. I've never... Like been able to really dedicate the time to some of my some of my side projects, yeah. And it feels, yeah, it feels like so many side projects are kind of these short-ish projects yeah. that just get stretched over months and months. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll have maybe one hour a week <laughs> that I can dedicate to this project, and so things move at a incredibly slow pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so it must be super satisfying to be able to like day after day keep working on this thing and and be moving it forward and it's like it's your own vision for everything and you know you're able to go and take it in whatever direction you want um so i'm really excited for this i really hope you charge decent money <laughs> for this and you put enough features that you have a lot of downloads and a lot a lot of purchases because you've worked really hard on this so yeah i think it's it would be worth it yeah so first time i'm going to meaningfully charge for a project i did that it would be track a little bit but like that was the small niche of a market hmm. of an audience so it was never really no expectation that it would make any money from it so this is the first time and and so it's the pressure's on so i feel you know it's that's why again i've been thinking so much about pricing and again let, let's talk about it on the next episode because i have a lot of ideas and i want to hear your, your take on it so yeah, thanks for that. It's it's been it's really fun like do this full time ish for a bit. <laughs> it's it's very different, very lonely, and uh, yeah, but it's been really rewarding, really fun. I'm glad I I created this opportunity for myself to do this because <laughs> I I don't know if I'll ever have that this again anytime soon. So nice. This episode of Layout is sponsored by Fable. Fable is a leading accessibility platform powered by people with disabilities. So they they move organizations from worrying about compliance to building incredible and accessible user experiences for over 1 billion people with disabilities. So how do they do this? Well, two main ways. First, Fable Engage uh, connects product teams to people with disabilities remotely uh, or in person for accessibility, research, and testing. And second, Fable Upskill provides custom and tailored training for teams so that these teams can gain the knowledge and skills on how to effectively build inclusive products. All right, uh, sounds cool, Rafa, but uh, how do I know that they are the real deal? Well, first, they are listeners and sponsors of Layout. That that in itself should be enough. But also, there's a bunch of companies who are customers and love them. Uh, companies like Walmart, uh, companies like Shopify. I don't know if, uh, I think Kevin has heard of, of them. Uh, companies like Slack, uh, Miro, who just recently acquired another previous sponsor of the show around. And uh, Asana, I could go on and on, but I, I won't because I, uh, I, I think I've proven my point. So they, they, all these companies already trust Fable to meet their accessibility testing and training and research needs. And I bet your 
company would too. I personally would have loved that companies were awards in the past uh, got in touch with Fable because then I could actually learn from professionals on uh, as a designer how to how to how to up my accessibility game. Uh, and also, I bet this would be great something great to go on my own portfolio, my own resume, right? So. If this sounds interesting, if you want to up your accessibility uh, design game, get in touch with them. Go to makeitfable.com slash layout. You can request a free assessment. You can get in touch with them. Get in touch with your PM and your company and your team. Tell them, hey, we should we should get better at this, probably. Uh, so let, let's do let's go with Fable. Let's try Fable. I've heard it on a, on a cool podcast. Make it fable.com slash layout we're going to put links in the show notes again you can go there uh, if you use that that url uh, they'll know you you came uh, you you've listened to this show and that that's that's nice make it fable.com slash layout our huge thanks to fable for sponsoring this show and uh yeah let's get back to the show cool let's do recommendations let's do it quick before we go all right. Uh, why don't you go first? Because I see you, you have some here. Yeah, so I put two recommendations. The first one is a YouTube channel that I started watching, following. Uh, that's about cameras. Uh, so the channel is Joe Allen. Um, so we'll have a link in the show notes where you can go and watch the videos. I just like their style. And uh, they're doing a bunch of shooting in Japan. And it's beautiful and nice. And uh, I think it's the channel that opened my eyes to... Hmm, maybe I could consider like Fuji as a camera, which I like would never <laughs> have considered Fuji cameras before. So yeah, this is like a really fun channel, and I've I find I don't know if you do this every now and then, but like every now and then I just discover a creator, and I just binge watch everything <laughs> that they've ever created. It's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 an amazing feeling of just discovering like oh, this person seems really awesome and just discovering all the stuff that they've made and just being really inspired. So I would recommend it. And the my second recommendation is this podcast called Decoding TV. Hmm. So if you remember back, back when we were watching Westworld, uh, this was a podcast that was called Decoding Westworld. Uh, and they've now moved on from just doing Westworld and now they're doing all kinds of different shows. Uh, they have episodes on Andor. They have episodes on a bunch of other things. I'm currently listening to their series on the White Lotus, uh, <laughs> and it's been quite good. I obviously enjoy the White Lotus a lot, and it's just I've discovered how much this increases my enjoyment of the show. Actually, yeah, to have this deep dive, like I, I feel like I watch the show, and the show's fine, and it's you know I would say it's generally good. But then I listen to this and all of their analysis takes every single one of these episodes so much further and makes me think much deeper about a lot of the themes in the show. So, yeah, I would recommend this show. Like, you know, go look through their their episodes and you can see if there's if it looks like there's some um, some shows that they're that they're watching that that sound interesting to you. Give it a shot. Uh, they're they're pretty good sort of recap analysis episodes yeah so yeah i recommend it i know deb's uh my partner she listens to a bunch of these uh started with the westworld one with uh but i know she listens to a, a bunch because i keep hearing david chen like on the background <laughs> yeah. in my home like <laughs> all the time <laughs> 
Cool. And I just I just saw that they have uh, episodes on Love is Blind season three. Heck yeah. There you go. Uh, I did watch that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. I'm going to recommend a bunch of uh, horror movies. And I'm doing this because it's... I love horror movies, but usually they're so bad. <laughs> so when we get a, a good one, it's like it's a moment to celebrate, you know? <laughs> There's a good horror movie around. And I just feel like I was commenting with with my partner the other day. They're like, lately, so many good horror movies have come out. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to go like lightning round, pew, 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 just like to name a few that we've watched and that I think are really good. So real quick, I'm going to start with uh, The Black Phone. It stars Ethan Hawke. And it's, uh, I don't know how much I should say about the movie, but it's a, it's a really well executed horror movie. Like you could, you could see the budget <laughs> and you could see that like the people who made it uh, liked what they were doing. Uh, it's not like groundbreaking. It's not unique in the tropes and in the story it's trying to tell, but it's a really executed, well done, satisfying one. So, and Ethan Hawke is a gem. Uh, well, I guess I should give it a little like, synopsis it's like uh there's this uh person who is kidnapping kids and that's person that person is ethan hawk he has a creepy mask he kidnaps kids throughout like years so you know and so and then we follow this one kid that does get kidnapped and then he's trying to escape that's all i'll say it's fun uh so that's one the black phone uh another one that we saw uh, is called the innocence and it's a, a norwegian film so it's Maybe because of that, it's very different. It's not your typical Hollywood horror movie. It's messed up, man. <laughs> like, it's the whole cast is just children. Like, you follow children. Okay. And there's something so off putting when you see children, like, do weird shit. <laughs> just, I don't know. It's, it's, that movie is really messed up. It was very unique. I don't remember seeing a horror movie like that. Uh, it's very unique. It's very interesting. Can you describe what's the plot? So we follow these two siblings. Uh, one of them, the older one, has a disability, and the younger one is like the younger one starts by just being portrayed as like awful. Like she starts by like hurting animals and stuff, and those are like the the hints like oh that just, <laughs> this is a bad person. <laughs> um, so they just move to a new neighborhood, and so and then they're like hanging out with other kids in the neighborhood in like a playground and whatever, and in. There's some like weird stuff happening. Like, I don't want to spoil too much, but like one of the kids is like weird. He can control, like, he can like move objects with his mind. And it's like this off putting thing. And then they start hurting each other. It's a weird, messed up thing. But I like how, without spoiling too much, like the way they were able to develop these characters, it can make you feel so many different things for these kids hmm. it's really well done because it was it was it's very easy to write a movie like this and just be like everyone's awful you hate everyone you don't care about any, anyone <sighs> but they managed to make you maybe because they're children like it just it just hits you different maybe because i'm a parent it hits me different but mm-hmm. like when you see kids being awful there's a big part of you just says like but they're kids like you excuse them because like kids yeah, do yeah. dumb shit kids sometimes <laughs> are mean it doesn't really mean that they're bad people right and so there's a lot of that uh, but anyway i don't want to spoil too much but it's 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 very unique horror movie and we hmm. i could stay with us it's it was a good one uh i have two more i'm going to be i said lightning round but rapid fire thing uh i'll try to be quick another one is called barbarian now this one is very 
famous right now. I don't know if you've probably heard of it. I actually haven't. No? Okay. The only thing I've heard about this movie before watching it was don't look up anything. Like, okay. Go in cold. You don't want to know anything. Actually, I didn't even know it was a horror movie. <laughs> so I guess I'm already telling you more than I than I had. It's on HBO Max. It's See, I don't even want to tell you who it stars because there's like some surprises. But hmm. it's super enjoyable. It's not like supposed to be messed up and scare you and whatever. So if you're maybe you do enjoy horror movies, but you're maybe you're a bit scared and like you can't watch all of them. Sometimes they're too much. I feel like this one is is watchable. It's, it's very entertaining and it's very original in its format. And it was one of my favorite movies this year. I think. Wow, uh, definitely top five. Okay. So if you have HBO, if you can watch it, mm-hmm. just go in cold. It's a fun, enjoyable movie. So. I think by me telling you more, it would just ruin your experience of watching it. It would just lessen the experience, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm very into this. I'm I'm definitely going to watch this one. Barbarian. Do watch it. Okay, last one. I love horror movies because like they make you feel something, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I think there's a whole like psychology behind horror movies. But I have to admit, like I haven't been scared to my core yeah, yeah. <laughs> from a horror movie in forever really i think ever since i was a kid i feel like that's that's what we're trying to recapture exactly you watch horror movies like with every movie you're like is this going to be the one exactly because you watched the uh, the exorcist when you were like 12 and like you yeah. you want that experience again so this next movie is called speak no evil it's also european it stars a Danish couple and a Dutch couple, and it takes place in the Netherlands. Hmm. Maybe that added to the experience because I'm yeah. here. It's close to home. But it was it didn't scare me, but it messed me up in a way that horror movies haven't in forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt awful after watching this. I'm just going to say, if you're a parent, it's going to hit different. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just, with, again, without spoiling too much, it's like, it's like this thing, you're watching this, you know what's going to happen. You're secretly hoping for a happy ending or like a twist or something. Like, what do you think is going to happen does happen. It does not hold back. It just hits you with some awful shit. And there's no satisfying ending. It's just like, it's. it was such an interesting thing, experience to watch this movie. In where, like, you were relying on your expectations of, like, knowing how movies work. Like, they try to do a little twist. They try to add a little surprise at the end. And, and like, this movie doesn't care about any of that. So, I guess, in a way, it's a twist. Like, unexpected that nothing mm-hmm. unexpected happens. And maybe I'm, I'm already telling saying too much. But, like, it's... So, I'll just say this. Uh, I think the, the synopsis is... So, it's just awful all the way to the end. <laughs> what you're saying. Basically. But it's... See, but, like... It's out of this this whole list of movies. I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget this one. Like, it just stayed with me. Mm. Um, so if you're looking for strong emotions, <laughs> this has that. So you, you follow this Dutch couple. They have a small child, and they, they're in Italy for holidays. And they meet this other couple, Danish couple, who also have a small kid, roughly the same age. And they meet each other, and they have a good time in Italy. Uh, and then when they're back home, Later, they, they get the, this, this, the Dutch couple, they get a postcard from the Danish couple that they met saying, Hey, it was really nice hanging out with you and meeting you and your family. Uh, we would love to have you over one day if you ever decide to come down to the Netherlands and like you have a place you can stay. And they thought, you know what? Like, yeah, let's not be rude. I think it's, it'll be nice. Long weekend. And then, so they go and visit them at, uh, in the Netherlands. Ooh, Netherlands. Scary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then it's kind of, it's then, 
it it's immediately awkward and off-putting and it's like i think it's it's a testament to how much we humans put up in order to like not be rude mm, right or right. like you know obey the social norms and social constructs of society and like you don't want to be rude or weird or whatever and how much you can put up with even when everything in your gut is telling you like this is bad go away right like leave so anyway this seems very interesting <laughs> it's also i'm looking at the the reviews on letterbox so four stars of the people i follow right uh-huh. four stars four stars uh four and a half so that's you mm-hmm. one star <laughs> <laughs> see i rated four stars i could rate it one star in a way that it's awful but because it's trying to be awful, like then it's good, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, but it's interesting how it seems very polarizing. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's making me curious. All right, I definitely want to go for it. Curious I'd be curious it. also to know if you if you do watch it. Nice. Thanks for these. I mean, it's so hard to even like look for a, a horror movie because there's so many terrible ones. <laughs> I know. That's the challenge with the horror movies. Is I would say. The average, the majority of them are quite bad. Oh yeah, uh, but the good ones are really good. <laughs> so I think that's also part of part of the chase and part of the appeal of horror movies is <laughs> yeah. like finding the good ones amongst a sea of just absolutely terrible movies. <laughs> so it's a good way to put it. All right, we did it. Another show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can check out our website. That's layout.fm. We have all the other episodes we have more information if you ever want to sponsor our show and you can find all the show notes so if you want to like link to the movies we just we just talked about there's a link there uh you can also follow us on twitter i guess until you can't but right now you can still follow us on twitter at layout fm uh you can follow us uh i'm at rafa hari and kevin is at vernal kick we're also at rafa and at kevin uh on mastodon.design if you're into that sort of thing and yeah once again uh our thanks to both our sponsors this week fable and hypermatic and uh yeah i'll talk to you all in the next one bye kevin bye